Welcome to day 101 of Shaped by the Word, season two, the drama of scripture. We're taking the Old Testament and New Testament stories and reading uh, many of the narrative passages that tell the overall story of scripture. And we've come to an important place in the story. We've come to a new generation of the children of Israel, along with a two seasoned men who are faithful to God, Joshua and Caleb, who will be coming into the promised land. And uh, today we come to the entry into uh, that promised land, and it is a replay in in many ways of what happened for the first generation as they crossed the Red Sea and enjoyed uh, the Lord's salvation as well. So Joshua is is a book that calls us to be uh, strong and to be faithful, uh, to continue to meditate on God's law, uh, in order to accomplish you know, the purposes of God, uh, neither to be fearful or discouraged. So we continue our journey through uh, Joshua and Paul Kemp, by the way. We're here with uh, Matt Kresge and David Keefe on Guys Week on the Saved by the Word podcast. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word, your goodness, your presence with us. We thank you that uh, your word is, is more than a recounting of an ancient story. It is... Uh, your movement and time in history in order to restore to us everything that we have lost and and not only restore to us but to restore in creation everything that's been lost to the ravages of sin we thank you for every part of the story for how you created us how you pursued us how you formed a people for yourself and from that people uh, we received our savior the faithful one from whom we uh, have been credited righteousness and obedience in life. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Joshua chapter 3. Early in the morning, Joshua and all the Israelites set out from Shittim and went to the Jordan, where they camped before crossing over. After three days, the officers went throughout the camp, giving orders to the people, when you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God, and the Levitical priests carrying it, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. Then you will know which way to go, since you have never been this way before. But keep a distance of about 2,000 cubits between you and the ark. Do not get near it. Joshua told the people, Consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. Joshua said to the priests, Take up the ark of the covenant and pass on ahead of the people. So they took it up and went ahead of them. And the Lord said to Joshua, Today I will begin to exalt you in the eyes of all of Israel, so that they may know that I am with you as I was with Moses. Tell the priests who carry the Ark of the Covenant, When you reach the edge of the Jordan's waters, go and stand in the river. Joshua said to the Israelites, Come here and listen to the word of the Lord your God. This is how you will know that the living God is among you, and that he will certainly drive out before you the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Hivites, the Perizzites, the Girgashites, the Amorites, and the Jebusites. See, the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord of all the earth will go into the Jordan ahead of you. Now then choose twelve men from the tribes of Israel, one from each tribe. And as soon as the priests who carry the Ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, set foot in the Jordan, its waters flowing upstream will be cut off and stand up in a heap. So when the people broke camp to cross the Jordan, the priests carried the Ark of the Covenant and went ahead of them. Now the Jordan is at flood stage all during harvest. Yet as soon as the priests who carried the ark reached the Jordan and their feet touched the water's edge, the water from upstream stopped flowing. It piled up in a heap a great distance away at a town called Adam in the vicinity of Zaranzan. 
while the water was flowing down and the sea of <laughs> flowing down to the Sea of Arabah, that is the Dead Sea, was completely cut off. So the people crossed over the opposite uh, Jericho. I, I just read those sentences so bad. Let me just try that one more time. Yeah. It piled up in a heap a great distance away, a town called Adam, in the vicinity of Zarethan. While the water flowing down to the Sea of Arabah, that is the Dead Sea, was completely cut off. How about that? A little better. So the people crossed over opposite Jericho. The priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stopped in the middle of the Jordan and stood on dry ground while all Israel passed by until the whole nation had completely uh, crossed on dry ground. When the whole nation had finished crossing the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, Choose twelve men from among the people, one from each tribe, and tell them to take up twelve stones, twelve stones from the middle of the Jordan, from white where the priests are standing, and carry them over with you, and put them down at the place where you stay tonight. So Joshua called together the twelve men he had appointed from the Israelites, one from each tribe, and said to them, Go over before the ark of your Lord your God in the middle of the Jordan. Each of you is to take up a stone on his shoulder, according to the number of tribes of the Israelites, to serve as a sign among you. In the future, when your children ask, What do these stones mean? Tell them that the flow of the Jordan was cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. When it crossed the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. These stones are to be a memorial to the people of Israel forever. So the Israelites did as Joshua commanded them. They took 12 stones from the middle of the Jordan, according to the number of the tribes of Israel, as the Lord had told Joshua. And they carried them over with them to their camp, where they put them down. Joshua set up the 12 stones that had been in the middle of the Jordan at the spot where the priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant had stood, and they are there to this day. Now the priest who carried the ark remained standing in the middle of the Jordan until everything the Lord had commanded Joshua was done by the people, just as Moses had directed Joshua. People hurried over, and as soon as all of them had crossed, the ark of the Lord and the priest came to the other side while the people watched. The men of Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh crossed over, ready for battle in front of the Israelites, as Moses had directed them. About 40,000 armed for battle crossed over before the Lord to the plains of Jericho for war. That day the Lord exalted Joshua in the sight of all of Israel, and they stood in awe of him all the days of his life, just as they had stood in awe of Moses. And you have kind of a, <coughs> a, re <coughs> a, re <coughs> a recreation. So sorry. You have kind of a recreation, obviously, of the events uh, that led to their exit from Egypt, and this is, of course, a symbol of their entrance into uh, Israel. You have a parting of the waters, and you have them crossing over on dry land. And of course, it's in the middle of flood stages. It's one just you know the easiest time you know, to be able to do this, and, and it must have been fun. I, I think it would have been really fun not only to see the water stacked up, but the moment the priest stepped out to see the rush of water, you know, come down uh, all the way you know to the to the Dead Sea. Yeah, and they'll leave it up to God to pick the flood stage for the time that he wants them to cross mm -hmm. the river. Nicely, yeah. But then, yeah, that's for him to be glorified and for him to be remembered of, of being the God that's with them and, and obviously just seeing that big heap of water, um, that reminder, and walking across on dry land. Love seeing, again, as you're alluding to, that it's happened in the Red Sea, and now it's happening again um, with the new generation. And so seeing that is, is kind of cool. Mm -hmm. 
You know, we've talked several times, especially when we were in Deuteronomy, because you had this call time and time again to remember. Remember what the Lord has done. Remember what the Lord has said. And even for Joshua, he was to meditate on God's law and to keep it on his mm-hmm. lips to remember you know, the book of the law. And, and here you have, again, just an, another form of God calling his people to remembrance, remembrance of who he is, of what he's done, of what uh-huh. he will do. You know, and just how often our, in our own lives do we need this this call to remembrance because we're a forgetful people you know, that, that often we have to remind ourselves of the gospel to remember what Christ has done and to remember now what he is, is doing. And, and of course also over the course of our own life to remember that he has been faithful in the yeah. past uh, in, in the, way that he's, the way that he's done that. And, and I love you know, the whole idea that... Uh, you know, as the children walk by and they say, what is this? There, there's an opportunity, again, to fulfill the command of Deuteronomy 6 to mm-hmm. uh, talk about the law of the Lord as you walk in the way and as you rise up and as you sit down and to keep them forever on your hearts and mind and to impress them on, on your kids. So this is very much yeah. a part of the culture that uh, we uh, not only remind ourselves, but we remind them of who God is. Mm-hmm. In our remembering, we pass it on. Yeah. And just as a parent right now of a five almost six year old when i tell him a story from you know my childhood or i tell him a story from something he revels in it you know he he's wow. he'll even at times we'll be sitting with somebody he's like hey dad tell somebody you know tell that so-and-so with that story i'm like i'm not that's a embarrassing story why would i share that one you know but but those those stories are formative stories when we share those stories of man here's how we were formed our, our children love to hear those things mm-hmm. and, and so it's just a reminder mm-hmm. to me too of god's uh a storytelling God, and oh, yeah. He knows the power of story in our own lives, and how how powerful is it when we retell the story to those? Now, there's there's no us. yeah, there's no doubt that uh, your story, you know, is very much part of you know Jude's identity and Joe's identity, and of course the biblical story is very much yeah. you know our identity. So, you know, your story tells Jude a little bit about who he who you yeah. are and who he is, and of course the biblical story tells us so much more who we are you know what what went wrong yeah. and how god is is moving you know to re, you know restore that and uh, what our ultimate hope is and so it, it is a it is a huge story and of yeah. course those those rocks and, and i think this happens you know about seven times in the land where there'll be a stone laid up you know you know as a remembrance you know remember this day remember this time and when your children ask tell them the story no, obviously it's deeply convicting to think about all the times that I have kind of failed to invite my kids into the story of redemption and remind them of, of what we've been invited into with Christ and, and the invitation they have as well. And so obviously on the positive side, man, what a great invitation to remind our kids of these things, but then also it's a reminder that I often fail to do that. Um, and even though I deeply desire to want to do that, and so... Um, some encouragement there. No, absolutely. It's a, you know, to me, just even as we're reading this, it's a reminder that when I get into the midst of Joshua and, and maybe even, you know, Joshua is pretty fun for the most part, but like a first and second Chronicles, you know, and you're reading name after name after name, that story is still our story, you know, and, and that story and under, to fully understand, you know, the implications of this gospel story and the beauty and the detail and, and all that. And, 
um, God as he's revealed himself to us. No doubt. You know, it's our story. And, and so here, even in verse 14, I love of chapter 4, you know, that day the Lord exalted Joshua in the sight of all Israel, and they stood in awe of him all the days of his life, just as they stood in awe of Moses. You know, that presupposes that we know the story of, of God's dealing with with Moses. No. These people certainly did. You know, but but once we begin to see, oh man, God was faithful to yeah. Moses. He wasn't perfect. We begin to see and, the faithfulness and, and a of God. wonderful, you know, wonderful working, you know, of of God in the hearts of the people, in order to uh, revere and respect, you know, yeah. God's, you know, God's leader. And he promised him he would exalt him in the sight of the people. And of course, they were in awe of him, you know, all of the days of his life. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, unless we see that and think that everything was smooth, we remember that um, even though. Largely, Moses was held in awe all the days of his life. There were many times they challenged him, uh, and many times uh, that uh, Moses must have just thought, "What in the yeah. world is happening?" Here? Moses and, didn't get to go into the promised land. And he did not. Uh, he led the no, people. He did not get to go in the promised yeah. land. And just a reminder as well, you know, of how now, just as the people then, you know, saw Joshua as the man leading them to the promised land, and. He was exalted, and they stood and looked at him in awe. I mean, how much more do we have in Christ, who has now been exalted, and and He's leading us to the true promised land? And, and how much more in awe should we stand in Him? So, just love that reminder as well that these things lead to worship and amazement, and the, the things of Christ should capture our hearts and our affections, and, and and help us to stand in awe of who He is and what He's provided for us. So there we are. We've uh, made it finally after 40 years <laughs> uh, of wrestling uh, to the other side of the Jordan, prepared for the work that God will do. Uh, Matt, you mind closing us with a word of prayer? Yeah, let's pray. Father, we do thank you for the gift of story. We thank you for your word. Uh, we thank you for the call to, to remembrance. And, and Father, we do. Um, we confess that we don't remember as often as we should. We're forgetful. In fact, we, we, it's not just that we don't remember, but we actively choose other stories and other things. And, and so, Father, we confess those things. We repent. Um, we ask that you would um, call us back in to the, to the remembrance of, of your story, to be reminded of the gospel, to have our hearts shaped by your word. Uh, Father, we thank you that you are faithful to do it. We thank you that you um, have always been faithful. And so would we... Um, respond um, to you in a way that is that is worthy uh, in a way that glorifies you and will we be transformed as we do it father we thank you um, for christ we thank you for the work of redemption and and the foreshadowing we see even here in joshua Um, help us to to understand it and to worship you it's in christ's name we pray amen